0: Hubhopper Originals Today I'm going to read to you a very strange story called Nalia. It's a story that came to me one weird morning when I was in Kashmir, North Kashmir. And uh, I was doing a project there and... The Kargil conflict suddenly sort of burst open and I was uh, stuck there and it was early one morning about four o'clock in the morning when I thought I heard someone knocking at my window someone scratching at the glass of the window and I went to see who it was and as I was breathing on the cold glass pane Um, misty you know like when you're that breath mist that forms on a on the window pane and the story came from there and it's a straight story I didn't really plan it it just came it flowed it's called Nalia Nalia loved her grandmother very much and now her grandmother was dying she laid gnarled, paper-thin, paper-dry hands, wrapped around Nalia's soft little ones with, su- with surprising strength. You will know when the time comes, whispered the old one. Her voice leaf-dry, leaf-crackly. Don't worry if it doesn't happen soon. It'll happen at the right time, and only at the right time. The wind whooshed in her grandmother’s chest, blowing the dried-up leaf storm of words. The leaves whirled around Nalia and settled, brown and bit brittle on her black, black hair. She let them be there. The leaf storm didn’t frighten her, for the girl and her grandmother had always loved storms. They would cling to each other with each clap of thunder, with each flash of lightning. They, but they clung with thrill, not fear. But now, there was fear in Nalia's heart, for she felt that she could not live without her beloved grandmother. There was an empty place in her heart, and it was growing emptier, seeping away. She knew it was time to leave her grandmother, for it was her grandmother's time to leave. "'Will you? Will I see you?' she asked. "'Ever?' Oh, yes, answered the grandmother. And you'll know it's me. She laughed a little girl, giggly laugh. And then she was gone. There was crying and grieving, shedding and wiping of many tears from many eyes. Coming and going. But Nalia didn't cry. She was too young to understand these things. She's too young to understand. She heard the grown-up say over her head, So she stood there, too young to understand, too wise to weep, knowing things she couldn't even dream about, waiting for the right time. Once, when she was running down a hillside, chasing a butterfly, she lost her footing and tumbled head over heels down the rough mean slope. She would have slid on. She would have fallen away from the land as the gradients sharpened. She would have fallen beyond the land into the deep crashing water below, beyond recovery. But her fall came to an abrupt halt in the arms of an old thorny bush. As it shivered with the impact of her slamming body, it shook its brittle leaves onto her black, black hair. As Nalia touched her bumped head, she felt familiar warmth she put her still shaking arms around the thorny saving arms of the bush is it you she asked but the bush was silent only holding her by her clothes and hair in its thorny grip and saving her from a worse fall maybe it's not yet time thought nalia later later as her heart ached with longing and the empty space which was her grandmother In another time of sudden wind and storm, Nalia felt her empty heart tug at her. She looked out of the glass-fronted door to see the roses tossing their no longer perfect heads in a mad wind dance. They seemed to be calling her out to play and dance with them. She slipped out quietly, struggling with the tugging door. If it banged now, it would give her away. Her mother would be angry with her for going out into the cold wet but Nalia backed out of the door and shut it with the barest click. And then she turned. And then she turned onto a carpet of rose petals, laid out like a path to perfection, a magic path. She shivered with excitement. This was it. This had to be it. She laid herself down onto the bed of rose petals, her little cheek petal soft her palms caressing the softness beneath her as she closed her eyes and whispered, "'Is it you? "'Grandma, please be you. "'Is it time?' But suddenly there was her mother, shouting at her, dragging her in. "'No, no, no!' she wanted to scream out. "'Wait, don't you see? Can't you see?' Wet clothes pulled off, hair dried gently with a rough towel. She held back her tears. Maybe it wasn't time, for when it was, it would be perfect. Nothing would stop her then. Time went by. Things happened and unhappened. And Nalia waited, paling, shrinking against the waiting. When would it be time? She awoke one night, or was it morning? The rain danced a dance on the tin roof above Nalia's head. She awoke with the feeling that someone had called her out of her sleep. Deep sleep, now deeply awake. The rain turned to hail and rattled the corrugated tin with almost military precision. Nalia strained her every sense. Who was calling her out of her sleep? She lay there, alert and listening. And she heard it again. Something calling out to her between the spaces of the drumming hailstorm, a leaf storm sound, a leaf storm voice, Nalia, Nalia, Nalia sat up, bolt upright on her bed, shivering more with excitement than cold or fear. She rushed to the window. The wind tossed outside heaved. The apple tree, the apple tree branches, arms stretched out towards her, scratching at the window with human hands almost. Palms flat against the cold pane. She put her warm lips to the cold glass and whispered, is it you? Is it time? Her bed warm, sleep soothed breath frosted the cold glass. She looked at the breath mist on the glass. And yes, the word formed on her breath mist. Yes. She opened her mouth now until it fitted the misty place. She inhaled the word. Yes was in her now. She pressed her hot cheek against the cold of the word and shut her eyes to concentrate on the rhythm of the rain hail and the spaces in between, like water seeping in between and behind her closed eyelids. Nalia felt the knowledge enter her. She inhaled the instructions through her nostrils as every pore in her skin opened to receive what she had not known before. The space in between the raindrops lengthened, allowing the words to become clearer, the sentences longer. Her gone grandmother was back with her, close to her, inside her. And they were one. This is a story written in Kashmir. In an uneasy time, I was in Baramulla working on a project with the army, and children from all over the country had contributed to making the world's long, longest newspaper. But there were clouds in the air there in Kashmir. The Kargil conflict was about to erupt. And here I was, close to the border, far from home, far from my own family, as were the many children whose lives were ridden with bullets and trouble. Somewhere in the middle of the night, or was it morning, I was awoken by the sounds of bomber jets screaming above. There was a wind, a storm outside. I could hear the wind moan and the rain drum a military march on the tin roof above my head. To add to my uneasiness, there was the sound of someone or something scratching at my window. Someone, something was trying to get in. I got out of my bed, I went to the window, and there was the something scratching at the windowpane. The arms of a bare apple tree scratching at the glass with human hands, almost. As I looked at the storm-tossed outside, my breath formed a misty circle on the cold glass. Then it was time for me to get ready and leave for work. I didn't think it anymore. Or I didn't think I was thinking about it. But later, as I was sitting with about 200 children, each writing their own stories, I began to write too. And this story came out whole and complete. I almost don't know what it's about. Make of it what you will. इस हब original ओरिजिनल को सुनने के लिए आपका शुक्रिया। अगर आप भी अपना पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करना चाहते हैं, तो हब हॉपर स्टूडियो वेबसाइट पे रजिस्टर करें और एक मिनट